everyone and welcome to what's your jersey podcast i'm your host jacqueline marfuji and thanks for being here guys meatballs sorry i should call you meatballs if it's your first time listening i call my listeners meatballs uh it's been a week but i have a really cool guest on she's so fun and she's just a sassy little new yorker at heart and i love her for it uh you've seen her on the James Corden show. She's a guest co-host for E with the fashion. She has a new TV series coming out. It's called interconnected TV. She has a podcast called falling in love with Leah Lamar. And she's done a million other things. I'm exhausted talking about her credits right now, but um, yeah, she's comedian, actress, host Leah Lamar. You're going to absolutely love her. Um, she's got some really good advice and I definitely recommend listening until the end We talk about the Free Britney movement, and we dive in on just a lot of starting a career in Hollywood, especially during a pandemic, and life stuff. Uh, So check it out, guys. um, She also teaches Pilates classes remotely, and she's a killer. If you want a six-pack, you should take Leah's full-body class. Not even a six-pack if you want abs, if you want cut arms, if you want a tight little booty take her classes. I'm too scared to right now. I promise you I'm going to take them. Uh, I said that when we recorded and I'm going to hold myself accountable, but she's amazing. So um, check out her info. She's at Leah Lamar, L-E-A-H-L-A-M-A-R-R on Instagram. That's where she posts all her, I think it's Zoom classes. Um, And if you also want to take classes, I definitely recommend taking my class that I teach remotely it's Plyo Jam, and you can just go to my Instagram. I post all the info there at Jacqueline Marfuji, J A C L Y N M A R F U G G I. Um, and yeah, it's a really good time. I I've been teaching on Zoom. I've been finding Instagrams been weird with like music and just I don't know. It's been annoying, but I also have a ton of classes saved. So if you DM me or message me, you can even email me at whatsyourjerseypodcast at gmail.com and I can send you links to my Plyo Jam high cardio dance classes. So they're really fun. So much has been going on. I feel like I've been going up and down New Jersey for the past two months. I'm coming at you from Atlantic City at the moment. Uh, I got to film a pretty cool thing with Joe Gorga and Mike Marino uh, Joe Gorgas on The Real Housewives in New Jersey. Uh, you can, again, check out footage and stuff on my social media, but it was awesome and so fun. going to try to get him on the podcast. Uh, please send me who you want to listen to, who you want to hear on the podcast. I am excited. I have the editor-in-chief of Avenue Magazine, the author of the new novel, Gatecrasher, and he he's written for every gossip column you can imagine, the New York Times, town and country. He worked at TMZ. He has such juicy scoop about especially the early aughts and just pop culture and celebrities and royalty and just the rich and famous. Um, Ben Whittacombe is coming on the podcast next week. So I cannot wait for you to listen to that episode. So definitely stay tuned. You can send me your questions. Um, But yeah, guys, I feel like we should just get into Leah. Uh, right before that, I just want to say I hope everyone's staying safe. Um, we just had a hurricane here in Jersey, and I know so many people were out of power up and down the East Coast. So my my thoughts and prayers are just going out to you guys. And send me any charities that you want me to repost on my social media or any help relief funds. I'll do that. Um, so, yeah, I just hope you guys are staying safe, hanging in there. These are tough freaking times. This shit is weird. It hasn't gotten that much easier. Wear your masks and uh, be nice to each other. I, I've been trying to stay off social media um, a little more just because I feel like it's more important to be present with the people I'm actually with right now. Um, so yeah, I hope you're making yourself happy. You're taking care of yourself and you're making the people around you happy. Uh, And also, it would make me so happy if you guys just wrote a nice review, rated, 
and subscribe to What's Your Jersey podcast. It really, really, really helps me keep it going. So please, please, please do that. And without further ado, here is comedian Leah Lamar. Oh my God, meatballs. It's happening. She's here. The LL Cool Jew of Instagram, the fucking fabulous comedian who I absolutely have been dying to have on. Goddamn, Leah Lamar, thank you for being here. Welcome. Oh my God, I am so honored you referred to me as LL Cool Jew, my real legal name, obviously. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm honored. I'm honored to be here in the presence of a queen with whom I share the same birthday. Oh my God. I literally was about to say happy freaking belated birthday because we didn't physically get to speak on our actual birthdays. No, I I canceled my birthday this year. I was like, this is just not happening. I'm going to take this year off the books. Um, For those of you meatballs, which I call my listeners meatballs. um, Who doesn't love a meatball? I know. Thank you for saying that. I, uh, but besides being a hilarious comedian, actress, all the things, Leah's an amazing Pilates fitness instructor and has rock hard abs. So to hear you say who doesn't love a meatball, I feel like, I mean, I really appreciate that. Like the Italian gods of the world are bowing down right now. So thank you. Wow. This is an honor. Yeah, I, I maybe eat too much meat if I'm honest. Oh my God, me too. I, I, in every sense of the word. <laughs> so Leah's been getting that dick is what she's telling us. I know. Actually, what the funniest part is like, I haven't. I've, I'm so lonely. If anyone doesn't have COVID and has also been quarantining since March, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. At Leah Lamar. I'll, I'll post all the deets. Um, no, but Leah and I, for those of you that don't know, are both born on June 14th. Um, which I love to refer to as Flag Day, but also it's Donald Trump's birthday. So everyone was just like, no one's celebrating your birthday this year. Our birthdays got canceled so hard. Yeah. Don't you feel like they got canceled so hard? Between Donald Trump sharing it with us and COVID, and it just, I, I feel like everyone was just like, no, we don't care. And also... Everyone was just so sick of doing the drive-by birthdays and the Zooms. And we were right in the middle of, like, the biggest Black Lives Matter parade in Hollywood. Like, it was just, like... It it was Pride and Black Lives Matter. (laughs) It's just, like, bitch, this is your day. Yeah, it's like, my life life actually doesn't matter right now. It's like, that's what I realized. Like, today, my life doesn't matter. And and honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm like, my life has mattered for a really long time. And today it's just, it's got to take a backseat, you know? Yeah. I didn't even do a birthday post, which I loved your birthday post. Um, I really I appreciate didn't. it. And then I decided, well, what if I make it Trump related and that way I'll feel more honest about it. Um, you're the hardest working person I know during quarantine. Leah just opened literally like, was it an hour ago for Ben Gleave on like a Zoom comedy show? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's accurate. That's very accurate. Those are the facts. Oh my, what? I mean, guys, I didn't realize this when Leah was like, can we push back a little bit? And then I just looked at your Instagram story and I was like, oh my God, she is not going to want to talk. I... Like, I, I am so proud of you. Like, tell us about that. How was that show? It was so fun. Um, I love Ben so much. And actually, the last live show I did was with Ben. We were at the comic strip in Edmonton, Canada before the world ended. And um, yeah, I mean, he's just great. He, I mean, he runs a very successful comedy club online. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, if you, there are comedy fans listening to this podcast, the Nowhere Comedy Club, also spelled now here, if you move the W over when you think about it. And it's great. They had over 100 people there. Oh, which is amazing. I've watched which is more than most live shows in LA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm so better than my real life. Yeah. Who knows? I honestly, I went to a few tapings of his idiot test show. And so I was curious, like, did you guys do an idiot test comedy show? Like, how did that even work? It's funny that you mentioned that because he was doing it. Yeah, today was a game show for him. 
Um, Love it. He's he's the hardest working person. I if we're gonna like throw the volleyball back and forth, like he actually wins the award. Um, and he was just running a little game show on Zoom. I shouldn't say little. That's just like a fun thing that people say before other things. Like when I talk about my ex's penis. But like what I'm trying to say is that this was a big operation, and I was so impressed. Um, you know, it was complicated. There were rules. It was trivia related, and he's got a huge fan base that love him. Yes. Well, also, Leah, you are the online host for America's Funniest Home Videos, which I feel like if any show would be thriving right now, it would be that one because we're all at home and all we are doing is taking videos of ourselves. Well, when you Um, think about it, it kind of is what TikTok is. Yeah. But like TikTok makes it so that people can get money and fame out of it. And America's Funniest Home Videos is a little different. (laughs) like a compilation show um i mean i am a host on roku which you can see 24 hours a day if you really feel like you miss me and just want to hear my essence you can check me out there you know i uh i miss that job a lot i'll be honest (laughs) (laughs) i miss so many jobs (laughs) i know i really i miss a lot of jobs i miss it's I actually had to turn something down today because I just, there are too many cases of Corona in LA and I've been so strict this far that I'm like, if people are going to be shooting inside, I need to know that literally no one has their mask off and I'm the only one with my mask off and I'm clean. And I know that for sure because I'm insane. (laughs) I, which I, I respect so much about you. Um, I, I don't know about you, but like, there have been a few times where I've shown up to either shoot something or do something and just, there's like people there that I I wasn't expecting to be there or someone's not wearing their mask. Like, I feel like you can't even be so careful because you honestly don't even know what you're walking into every time you leave your house. I don't roll the dice. I ask all the questions up front. And then if it doesn't feel good to me, I'm out. And, and, also, and also it's just it's just not worth it to me it's really not I mean you know I think we've all heard about the Broadway star Nick Cordero 41 oh, yeah, with a baby no pre-existing conditions and I mean it, the virus is just it doesn't care if you have a family you know it doesn't no, they don't, it doesn't care if you're a talented person or a nice person or a wonderful person and it's just like you know, I don't think I'm as good of a person as he was. And I also don't have any children. So it's like, I'm just looking out for the virus, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if anyone should get taken out, it's me at this point. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I also, I got out of LA. I'm coming at you straight from my boyfriend's parents' just office at the Jersey Shore right now. Um and I I can't imagine what it's like to be there with everything like shutting down again. Like, what was that like? Did, did that happen a day ago or two days ago where it was like, all right, we're kind of back to square one? Well, back to square one was a month ago, but no one wanted to face it. And now... Exactly. And honestly, and honestly though, even, even now, when you think about it, we're still not in total lockdown. I'm like, people need to go into full lockdown. Otherwise, this is never going to change. Ever. Oh, that's so true. They're just like, ooh, actually just indoor seating is closed in restaurants. But you guys can still eat outside. It's like, what are we waiting for? Just lock it back down. This would all be over if everyone wore a mask and quarantined properly. Oh, totally. Um, you've been helping out everyone during quarantine with your Zoom workout classes. Um, I want you, before we move on, (laughs) before we move on to anything else, I want you to pimp yourself out and tell, you're still teaching, right? Oh yeah. Three times a week, which honestly is a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. How many times a week do you teach? I teach three times a week too. And... I, it's weird because I was teaching in a studio only two times a week before all of this happened. 
And that felt like a lot. And now I feel weird saying it because it's just me sitting in my house, but dealing with the Zoom and the Instagram Live and all, just everything at the same time, it's a lot. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> no. to project out. I mean, look, it's exhausting, but I have so much fun doing it. And truly, I, not to humble brag, but have never been in better shape. <laughs> Oh my God. See, I'm it's so been- jealous. I need, to, I need to take your class. It's not fair. Um, yes. Come to because my class. Like, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, no, mine is like high cardio and like it works your butt and stuff, but I feel like my body's so used to it that like, I'm not seeing the results I need to see. And I'm trying to do these other like 10 minute ab videos and stuff, and it's just not cutting it. And I feel like you you are like a drill sergeant, but funny. Yeah, so <laughs> um, tell the meatballs. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even bring the humor. I'm just like, you guys, if you want abs, you know, maybe come to my class. If you don't, don't come. But this is for people who are willing to work hard and get results. And then people are like, okay, you're insane. I'm like, correct. Also correct. <laughs> No, it's amazing. Um, And one of the things I wanted to do that I thought would be fun because Leah also is one of the hosts of E! With the Fashion, um, which I think is just such a flex. That's one of my favorite shows. I love Morgan Stewart, um, which by the way, she just got engaged. Did you hear about that? Oh, did her and Jordan get engaged? Yeah, they got engaged. Pretty cool, right? Wait, I'm... I'm Um, So I want to know... (laughs) um i want to know who's uh quarantine yeah her and jordan they got engaged yeah that's so great oh i'm so happy for her oh good for her i (laughs) I want to know who's like quarantine what was that sorry what'd you what'd you say (laughs) I know. I guys, we're doing we're doing this over Zencaster. It's so fun. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to know whose quarantine aesthetic have you loved so far? Quarantine aesthetic. Oh man, that's like it's a really tough. What one. do you mean by that? I feel like what I've you, seen you, so many people like going live. And like, or on like Zoom conferences, or even just paparazzi photos of celebrities going around town. Like, I want to know here, like, they're doing quarantine right. Um, I mean, this is a pretty shitty answer. I just, I, I feel like I'm kind of keeping my, I'm just like minding my own business right now. I'm trying to stay up. <laughs> I know that sounds so crazy. Social media makes me insane right now. And I'm honestly really, really busy. I'm producing an international anthology TV show. And it is taking up most of my time um, in the fun way, in the good way, in the great way. It's very exciting and very fun. It's called Interconnected. But it leaves me less time to be stalking people on the internet and see who's doing things right and wrong. If I had to say anything, it would be that Florida is doing everything incorrectly, not loving their aesthetic. Um, I'm displeased by Florida and you know, is anyone actually doing quarantine? Right. I don't know. Maybe I, so that's like a age old question to which I, don't I feel think like, we I feel like your abs are the aesthetic we all need to be, um, going after during quarantine. Um, I'm so happy you brought up Interconnected. I have a friend who is producing it and creating it with you, Chris Collins. And how do you know Chris? Um, (laughs) we met at the Sopranos Con convention and I actually, um, had him on the podcast. He's the reason why I was playing Drea DeMatteo's character, Adriana, at the convention and him and I just happened to meet. He like helped introduce me to Drea De Matteo and like Catherine Narducci, and like we ended up just hitting it off and staying in touch. And he's such an incredible guy. He has such amazing stories. Meatballs, 
listen to his episode after you listen to this. But I want to know, how is that going? I think that's amazing that you guys are still creating content and doing all of this right now. Yeah, he's literally the best. I love Chris so much. Um, I probably lost my mind a million times over. It wasn't for Chris and his girlfriend, Debbie, The and we're all producers as well as Joanna Colbert. And it's been really fun. It's given me something to live for. I mean, something to be happy about. I mean, it's holding me together. <laughs> um, Dre's in the series as well. Oh, I didn't I know that. Know That's so cool. That. Um, yeah, Dre's in our series. And it's it's been interesting. I mean, it's honestly just a, a lot of getting people on board and then, you know, helping write their stories and then, and their episodes. And then some people are shooting from home and then we're remotely directing via zoom. It's, it's really difficult and it's really fun and it's really rewarding and probably the most meaningful project I've worked on in my life. (laughs) So it's called interconnected. what um, yes, and it's like, an what's the baseline of it? Like, what? Hello? Jacqueline? Yeah, you're here. You're here. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, hi. Yeah, I can yeah. hear you now. <laughs> can you? Oh, okay, can you good. Hear? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound okay. great. Uh, yeah, it's a it's an international anthology series that has a crash element to it, which is why it's called Interconnected. So we have stories shooting all around the world in different countries and cities all around the world and various cities in the US, India, Australia, Ireland, Scotland, Cairo, um, Brazil, I mean just everywhere. And then we've got cities all across the states, New Orleans, Austin. Um, Ohio, New York City, upstate New York, Martha's Vineyard, everywhere. Um, obviously LA, which is where we are. And all the stories are yeah. connected by some sort of baton toss, whether or not it's mm, like I swipe on one character from a different storyline on Tinder, or I pass by them at the line at the grocery store, or they're fully immersed in my series and they're the guy that I'm obsessed with and in love with, which, you know, happens all the time to me. But yeah, so it's it's been really interesting because we've just been adding stories every day and so many really incredibly talented people have wanted to hop onto our project. I mean, we have Emmy winners, Dre, and um, Oscar yeah. nominees in our project. And it's really cool to watch people just want to make art and really dive into it. It's been fun for me. It's been such a learning curve, too, because I'm not used to being on the producing end. I'm used to being an actor, comedian, showing up, doing my job, leaving. I kind of, yeah, (laughs) probably a bad analogy, but I usually make the analogy that being an actor is kind of like jerking off, where you're like, I show up, I do my thing, I leave. But producing is like being pregnant, where you're like, okay, I got to get pregnant with the idea, (laughs) then I got to carry this out term for like nine to 10 months. And then I got to give birth to it. Meanwhile, all these other people are coming in and out, do whatever they want. While I still have to, there's like a bun in the oven that needs to rise, you know? Um, it's, and it's been very interesting. I mean, I'm also acting in the series and writing and helping punch up jokes and things, but it's been such a cool opportunity for me. If you wanted to follow our show interconnected TV on Instagram, you can see who we're following and get a good idea of our very cool cast list. We have a bunch of TV stars and film stars. Our talent overseas is very well known in their countries. And we don't, we haven't even followed half the people yet, but as soon as we get more release information, you know, we'll share that. That's Am I amazing. talking too much? I think that's so talk for too long. Does everyone hate me? That's the question I ask every day of my no. life. <laughs> you're on this because we want you to talk. That's why I'm just going to let you go. Um, I I feel like during this whole pandemic and especially during everything that's gone on between Black Lives Matter and also, I mean, even today, like 
I, I wrote, I emailed you about this. Um, Nick Cannon was fired for his anti-Semitic comments from uh, Viacom CBS. And I feel like you've been so proactive when it comes to just posting about everything that you're really passionate about and being really proactive when it comes to the causes that you're behind and like making your voice heard. Um, so I just wanted to know what you're really passionate about right now. Ice cream, vegan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I wish. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think that it's endless at this point and I don't mean that in a wild way. I just mean, it's like, I will always support gay rights and I will always support black lives matter. And I will always support any Jewish cause for the most part. Um, it's, you know, all of them are obviously complicated and there are facets of every single sector that people will have a find fault with or have a problem with. Um, but yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal baby. <laughs> I'm a New York Jew. I love everyone. And I just, I feel like everyone deserves love and happiness and equality. And um, there's just a lot of haters out there willing to dole out their hate. And it's time for those people to have a seat. I love that. Love have a take a stand. Okay, that's my time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Which, by the way, Leah did a show at the Laugh Factory during all of this. I want to know what your experience was during that show because you literally like didn't have an audience, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand how much harder that is to be telling jokes to like two people in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very brutal. Um, it was the most fun I've had probably in the last five months, just being able to be on stage, even if there's no one in the audience was fun. And of course, a couple comics in the room and we all kind of commiserated and laughed at each other. And it was just good to see comics. I think that might be one of three times I left my house. I've been, I'm, I'm a, I'm a paranoid Jew who gets sick easily And so for me, uh, it's been my priority to stay at home and just eat zinc like it's candy. (laughs) And wash my my mail. You know, I'm a (laughs) person. My dad in the beginning of it was telling me to like put salt water and like rubbing alcohol like on the end of Q-tips and like stick them up my nose to like wash out my nose every time I got home because that like I might be able to get COVID that way. Like I, I've, I'm still wiping down groceries. Like I'm still just, I feel like being really, really careful about things. Um, so I get it. I get being that paranoid, I'm not a paranoid Jew, but I feel like I have a paranoid old Italian mother living inside me. So. Yeah, I get that. I actually like, was looking at my old YouTube last night, just last night. And it's eight years old. And my about me section said sassy New Yorker on the outside, old Jewish man on the inside. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfection. And I was like, wow, Not- I need to change a word. Nothing has changed. <laughs> um, I love, I want to get into the point of what's your Jersey is where you're from, how you got to where you are. And I mean, I feel like where we are now is very different from where we were six months ago. So I kind of just want to talk about like your journey a little bit. And I want to hear what made you that New York Jew that had to just move to LA and do stand up. Um, So tell the meatballs where you are from and what you were like as a little girl. Hi meatballs. I'm from New York. Um, I was very shy as a little girl. So, so shy. Can you even believe that? I legitimately have a video of me when I was three years old, where I couldn't look into the camera. It was one of those police videos where if you go missing, they can put the footage on, on the television somehow um, <laughs> with their VHS tapes. And it's like, oh, I don't even recognize that person. You know, they had to keep getting me to look at a balloon as if that would help me to look toward the camera. Like, oh, do you want the balloon? It's like, no, bitch, I want to go home. I'm shy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I... I was shy for a long time. And then I was 
really into science and I was very much pushed away from the arts most of my life. And I think it had a lot to do with my family thinking that there was no money in the arts, which, you know, can be true and can't be true, but there are a lot of people who don't make money in the arts. Knock on wood. I happen to be one of those people who doesn't make money in the arts. And I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky that I'm you know able to survive and still pursue art. And it's, it's, I am grateful um, is really what it comes down to. I've changed so much. If I can be frank, I used to be very afraid of disappointing my parents and I only wanted to do things that I thought would make them happy. And I thought being in science was the highest form of intelligence and you couldn't be intelligent if you did anything else. And so I pursued it pretty hard. Um, And I did breast cancer research at Tufts University Medical School when I was 16. And I mean, you know, I really pushed it and I liked research because there's an element of creativity to it. And I realized later that I liked the element of creativity. That was the thing that I was clinging to. But there's a lot of loneliness in doing research. And I don't think that I would have been able to handle eight, seven, eight years of law of medical school um, or law school. Let's be honest, three years of law school. Hell no. I once I was out of school, that was it for me. Um, Didn't you study biochemistry at University of Virginia? Yeah, and I had a plot twist. Um, where I realized I hated it and I couldn't open my textbooks and I never went to class. And I was like, maybe I should just do the thing I actually want to do. Yeah. And so I ended up just continue. I mean, I was always doing the arts on the side, but I really let loose in college. And I'd always done musical theater, which then turned into regular theater. His friend was like, hey, I saw you in that musical. You were so good. What about if you were just on a stage, but you didn't sing? And then they were like, uh, why don't you just play? And then I did this play. And then I was like, Oh, this is amazing. So fun. And someone saw me in the play and was like, Oh, you're so great in this. Well, have you ever tried doing TV or film? And I was like, Oh my God, no. And then I started doing film and I learned from the ground, just 16 millimeter hand cutting film and really learning how to shoot film on a bell and howl and understanding the process by which actual filmmaking, not video making, but filmmaking how the actual process works to appreciate the art form and understand even the roots of it. Um, and now, you know, I have, even after I graduated, I still didn't pursue it realistically. Um, my parents wanted me to get a job and I wasn't allowed to just pursue the arts. And I don't know, I just listened. I just didn't want to disappoint them, even though I was an adult, technically. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone's an adult until they're like 90. But (laughs) but I had a bunch of jobs I hated. And I was always still doing art on the side and going on auditions. And finally, I just started booking more and getting more auditions. And then I was like, wait, am I good at this? Like, should I be what if I pursued this the whole time, you know, and then I went down the what if train. And then one day I quit my job. I was working um, at the corporate headquarters of a bank in Manhattan and I hated it so much. I was everyone's junior by like 20 years and there, it just wasn't a very social place and I'm a social person. So it wasn't a good fit. Um, yeah. And, and it's also not art, you know what I mean? It had nothing to do with my passion in life, my, what feels like my purpose. And so I finally quit that job and just moved to LA. And I think I'm the only Jew I know who doesn't have any connections in Hollywood and um, just started from the ground up. Didn't know anyone. I had one friend out here and, you know, she's awesome. She's super busy. And I just made my way. I started going to improv and then I hated it. And I was like, why do I hate this? And then I went into stand up and I was like, Oh, I get it. I'm a sad, depressed person who needs to write jokes and tell them, got it, got it, got it. And then I, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been here doing this ever since I didn't want to bore people. So I didn't go into the full details, but that is pretty close to the truth. And also catches you up to where I am today, a full monster in the arts. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of myself. I'm really proud of the person I've become. I, I don't even recognize who I was 10 years ago. And I hope that in 10 years from now, I don't even recognize the person I am now in a good way where, you know, I've elevated my skills and my professional experience and my spiritual life. Um, no, you know, what's been your um, favorite thing so far that you've uh, done? I'm not going to say a favorite thing. Um, I can't answer that because I don't want to insult anyone, but (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of fun and I've been really, really lucky, uh, with a lot of cool jobs that I've worked on. I've gotten Mm -hmm. to work on, I mean, so crazy, but like maybe nine years ago before I even fully moved here, I got to be a PA on fight for your right to party revisited before Adam died and it was the Beastie Boys music video and it was every comedian and famous actor in the world Susan Sarandon Will Ferrell um I'm literally have black Elijah Wood like I'm blacking out right now and also I can't all of a sudden name any comedians so (laughs) I'm in I'm in a tunnel I could look it up I could I just I just can't. I can't. I'm tired. It's been a long day. But if you look up the video, yeah. it's like 45 minutes long. It's basically a short film. And that was yeah, no, crazy. I remember it. I mean, it was so crazy. And I got to just, that was my first experience touching down in LA. It was just being on a set with every famous person ever. And I was like, oh my God, LA is so easy. Ha ha ha. <laughs> but she, um, I mean, That's amazing. Yeah. So great. I mean, I had a lot, like what the fashion is honestly was probably like my favorite job. I just enjoyed getting to being a comedian and getting to dress as a fashionable, fun lady. It's just um, connecting my two favorite things and telling jokes. Um, but you know, I, um, one of my favorite things that Leah's done is boys to menorah on the late, late show with James Corden. I thought, it was so good yes honestly that was probably the highlight of my year like Zach Graff James Corden McLovin is Jewish can you even believe can you handle it Charlie Puth can you even believe I mean it was unbelievable and I was the only I was the Jewish girl um to be fair they were looking for a pretty Jewish girl so I hate to brag um because I think all Jews are beautiful. <laughs> I think all people are beautiful, actually. Um, but especially Jewish people. No, I mean, I uh, I had the best time of my life that day. I was um, held in a chair by five men who were throwing me in the air. And I got to be the Hanukkah girl. It was a very special time in my life. My oh, favorite my thing, a friend in Florida took a screenshot of it playing at a country club on the screen. And I was like, that feels correct. That is the most correct placement to see me. And in that way. (laughs) Stop. My parents would have never been prouder. That's amazing. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Um, I wanted to know how you were feeling because before we started recording, I said, Leah, how are you doing? And she went, okay, I guess. I don't know. Um, and I feel like that's such an annoying question to ask anyone. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I kind of just want to know like what you've been doing to like get through and like what, what's like the past 24 hours been like for you? I'm really tired. I need an assistant. Um, if anyone is listening to this and doesn't hate me at this point, if you're <laughs> half an hour in and you can still listen to the sound of my voice without, wanting to hurt yourself, hit me up, get in those DMS. Uh, I need an assistant. I literally feel like I need more hours in the day or extra hands. Um, I'm just, I'm firing on a lot of cylinders right now. And you know, when we're at home and we can't go to people's houses and ask for help and everything is virtual. It's just, there's a, there's a lot that I would like to collaborate with people in, in real time face to face. That's impossible at the moment, um, especially for me because I'm a Corona. I mean, I'm a COVID diva. <laughs> I'm a COVID diva, but also just to tell you, I was a diva about germs and 
sick people before COVID. Like, if we were in the same room and you coughed, I would just walk out of the room. And that, I'm not joking. I've always been this way. And now with Corona, it's like, oh, I'm just, just applying it to something different. You know, it's like nothing has changed for me. Oh, one of my biggest pet peeves would be like being at an open mic and a comedian just like coughing. There. <laughs> what? What? Said one of, you said one of my biggest pet peeves and you said being at an open mic and I said you could stop the sentence right there. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like we've endured a few pretty tough ones together. Um, True. Yeah, but like just being in like a tiny room and just having someone just coughing their head off and like even then, like I I would get up and leave also because that shit grosses me out one hundred percent. So now, whew, girl, I feel like everyone's catching up to like your speed of cleanliness. I mean, I'm genuinely a germaphobe, but mostly because it it's only because if you sneezed in the same room as me, I would suddenly get the flu. It, uh, I don't know why my body is like that, but unfortunately I've been, I've been created this way. So I've just, I just find my ways of coping, which usually just has me leaving parties a lot, you know? Yeah, no. And that's great. That that makes you a very disciplined actor. You know, she's not a party girl, kids. Yeah. Uh, party girl, but I will <laughs> leave a set if anyone sneezes. Just so you know, willing to make a serious regular contract if there's a sneezer. Um, so are you quarantined alone? Like, are you, it's just you and your place, right? No, I have two roommates. You have two roommates. Okay. So you guys are probably, okay, this game might not be as fun for you then because I thought you were staying alone. So I was going to do a, who lives alone. I understand that. Thank you so much. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I was like, she's killing it. She definitely lives alone. Um, you can, those things are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) um so i've been playing with people who would you rather quarantine with Uh and i i picked some of my favorite female comics that i thought um would be fun for you to choose i'm in right yes okay um elaine boozler or rita rudner Ooh. okay I'm gonna go I feel like the balls are probably like who who but I Rita grew up watching Rudner. them on HBO. <laughs> I'm gonna go Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner. I feel like you guys like could play mother and daughter in a sitcom. I think that's why I chose her, to be honest. <laughs> I, was like, I, you guys- I feel like she has my spirit, you know? Yes. <laughs> She's my absolute favorite. Okay, uh Sarah Silverman or Whitney Cummings. Ooh, <sighs> really? You're gonna do this to me? I, I feel like again, Sarah would. I would only choose. I would choose Sarah merely because I'm like, are we family already? Uh, <laughs> Opa, Jews. But I mean, I love them both. That's a really that's a fucked up one, Jacqueline. To be honest, that's like I know that's Sophie's choice. Yeah. It depends on like splitting. splitting I, <laughs> you're like can can they trade in like can they tap out like <laughs> yeah have through. I'd love to just hang out with I I would love to watch The Secret the documentary on Netflix with both people and see what the <laughs> are like to it that is honestly my dream <laughs> oh that's amazing well you just put it out there in the universe I uh, thank you to The Secret I put it out there in the universe yes um I think it's gonna happen for you maybe on like month eight of quarantine. I, I see this in your future. Wow. Thank you um, so much. You're welcome. Um, I actually saw Whitney. She hosted Jimmy Kimmel last night and man, that's, it is tough. Like hosting a talk show, no audience. Like there's, she even was like, I don't know if I'm bombing, doing good. Like, man. Yeah. Oof. It's like with every zoom show where they are, where the new people, you're just like, do you, are you guys having a good time? Um, <laughs> Should I just be doing like, should I go kill myself in the bathroom? Like, tell me what's up. Please someone give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh God. All right. We got two more for you. Okay. Um, Sandra Bernhard or Chelsea Handler? Chelsea. Oh, see, that's a Sophie's choice one for me. Really? I would want to hear Sandra's stories like from like the golden era, like the old days at the comedy store and just like, I, I I feel like yeah. she's got just a lot going on there, but 
Chelsea. I mean, she's a Jersey girl. She went to the same high school as my parents and I fucking love her. And, you know, I feel like she would be more fun to drink with. Um, yeah, I just feel like, again, Chelsea's got that family vibe where I'm like, all right, so we're just going to have the best time ever. Good. Can't wait. Yeah. And she wouldn't judge like the food we cooked either. I feel like she just like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's going to be crazy food. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. Last one. Uh, Gilda Radner or Joan Rivers? Oh, that's also fucked up. No. Because is. Joan is my literal idol. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA fashion police, AKA what the fashion I've, I saw her documentary in theaters when I was a kid. I was the youngest person in the theaters by like 60 years. And I was sobbing the whole time. And I was like, she was just so misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joan. I actually was on Melissa's podcast this year, which was so cool to meet her. And she's just a gem and she's hilarious and lovely and just everything. I loved her so much. Um, But, you know, it's like, God, Gilda's another treasure, a gem. Right? It's like... I mean, I I think I'd have to go Joan just because I feel like Joan is my spirit animal mom. I I feel that for you 100%. I feel like you and Joan, you and Rita, you, Joan, Rita, Chelsea, and Sarah Silverman. What a crew. Yeah, truly what a crew. Oh, my God. Just some Jewish queens. <laughs> wow. I literally hope that made your day better. Um and to it just because. You got it, girl. You just need there to be a Jewish icon. I mean, you're a Jewish icon. You're you're a Jewish icon in the making. I, I feel like you can't be an icon yet because you still have so much more that you're going to do. Because I'm but, verified on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Once you do that, yeah, you're an icon. You peaked. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Can't, you know. um, I, I, do you have any advice for anyone that is trying to pursue this, especially during this time? Because I feel like you um, have been able to keep doing shows and you've been producing stuff. Is there anything you, you would say to do to keep yourself like motivated and keep yourself on track for the people listening out there? Yeah, I think make your bed in the morning. (laughs) Honestly, if I wake up and I just lounge around looking at my phone and get out and then I'm late and I don't have time to make my bed. I honestly am just like a piece of shit all day. But if I get up, I mean, after, of course, looking at my phone for a few hours, if I get up and then make my bed and I'm not waking up in a panic to get to the one thing I had to do that day, um, I usually feel like a boss queen when I go to brush my teeth. I'm like, look at me. I have my shit together just from second one of waking up today, you know? I feel like that makes everything better. And I used to, I would resist it so much and I I would be like, no, I'm not going to make my fucking bed. And now it's the, it's a game changer, guys. Make your bed. Yeah. Truly. I mean, it's hard for me to give advice to people creatively because I truly love being alone. And so I know there are a lot of people who are just emotionally having a difficult time. And it's hard for me to be like, just enjoy being by yourself. You know, just enjoy (laughs) just being alone all the time um, so that you can feel happy being creative. You know, no, it's like a lot of people need the energy of other people. Um, Yeah, I, for one, am just I'm a I'm a hermit. I'm a, I'm a hermit and I'm willing to accept and admit that I'm like JD Salinger. I want to, <laughs> I want to just be the JD Salinger of comedy where I can just do comedy shows from my house in the woods, never have to see people like that sounds ideal to me, to be quite honest. I think your JD Salinger dreams are coming true, to be honest. Um, <laughs> there are. I, just, I do need to have sex like once every year, though. So I don't know how that's going to happen, but I hope it does. I want to know, like, have you done any like Zoom dates or have you been swiping? Like, has any of that been going on for you? I actually just started swiping this week. Isn't that crazy? Um, wow. I went on two dates so far and I'm going on second dates with both of them virtually. Oh my God. Uh, which is crazy. It's totally bonkers. And we've just been texting and it's been fun. Um, it feels a little meaningless if I'm honest, because I'm like, 
So what do, like, at what point do we discuss meeting? I'll never feel comfortable. Um, I would want you to be quarantined for a month, not see anybody, never leave your house for me in order to feel comfortable and get tested multiple times. You know, it's just a, I'm a tricky bitch. <laughs> and we need more tricky bitches in the world. I, I, I think it's better to be a tricky bitch than just a vanilla, boring, you know. Well, it's like, do I want to die for you? I mean, on a date, <laughs> it's just a lot to ask from someone. It really is. <laughs> Are we just doggy style sex and never kiss and we're both wearing gas masks? Like, what's the deal? Oh, my God. It's like you're a voyeur in the room when my boyfriend and I have sex. Yes. yes. The um, that since before the pandemic. <laughs> I'm like, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, no, I want to know, and this is just curious as an instructor, like who's been teaching from home. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but after I teach an hour class from home, I always will sit on my phone for like at least an hour. An after hour? I'm exhausted. I can't do anything. I honestly can't even go eat because I can't move. I can't. I just like hour. sit in my like gross sweat and I just sit on and like swipe and look at things for like an hour because there's nothing else I want. I can't even move to like make a smoothie. Like I'm just like dead. No, I'm dead. I can't move. I think there's, it's one thing to be doing all the exercise, but it's another thing to be doing all the exercise and talking really loudly the whole time. Yeah. Because you're basically not breathing that much. And so you're not getting enough oxygen, which I truly think is what makes us so tired after our bodies are like, actually, we need to just take a beat to breathe if that's okay with you. Yeah. And I feel like it's different because when you would teach in a studio, you could take a beat like by walking around and like letting everyone continue to do the movement. But now teaching on like IG live and zoom, I'm doing everything with them. Like I'm not stopping. Um, yeah. So well, I that- recently stopped doing that. <laughs> I've been like, you know, actually, I'm I'm just gonna tell you what to do, and if you decide to do it, great. And then I go to the camera and I just harass everyone I can see. Oops, but they love it. That's why they keep coming back. They like to be harassed by me. Yeah, people need that. They need it in their lives. Well, they, just like if they want abs, they come to my class. Yeah, I know I will help them get there. Um, well, normally I have my guests at the end read, um, their own interpretation of a Lady Gaga lyric. I thought you were going to say their own interpretation of the New Testament for some reason. And I was just going to be like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. like that. I don't, I, like, I, I, I thought I really saw a moment in the future, but I was wrong. And I'm very glad to be wrong, honestly. <laughs> because I'm obsessed with Lady Gaga and pop stars. Oh my God, I saw her on our birthday. How crazy is that? Arden? Wait, also, do you know that I love Lady Gaga and Britney Spears so much? Wait, I didn't know you love Britney because I wanted to talk about the free Britney stuff that's going on, but I was Arden? like, oh, I- Girl, I'm going to send you a photo <laughs> of my childhood bedroom that is covered in wall to wall photos of her, including inside my closet. I thought I was going to be a Jewish Britney Spears, and we all see how that turned out for me. Yeah, I mean, same. I think that's why we're both doing stand-up, to be perfectly honest. be perfectly um, honest, you're correct. Having nothing to do with my childhood traumas. <laughs> nothing at all. It's literally, we're fallen pop stars that were never pop stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's so crazy. Um, I, like, I do a lot with the Britney stuff and all that. And What do you recently- mean by that? That is the vaguest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Well, with the Britney, like I, I know you've done like the Fringe Festival shows and stuff. So I played her in a show and Perez Hilton came to it and he like ended up doing the podcast and he was like, oh my God, you need to go on America's Got Talent as Britney. And I've just, I've been able to do her impressions. Oh my in, God. Like, yeah. Like I do her in my stand up, And then once like quarantine seemed to be like, okay, like we can go out and I, I shot some stuff with Monica Casey and we were doing like a Britney Madonna reunion parody series. So like, I've always just been obsessed with her. Um, when I did the funny dance show, Brian Friedman was the judge. And that was like literally an out of body experience. Like there's just been a lot of like Britney throughout the past, like 20 years of my life, probably more. Um, Wait, also, I know this is so crazy, but I did a Britney impression on the show tonight. Stop I'm not joking. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my God. What did you do with Brittany? Um, did you do I just, I did like a very one, two punch, very, very quick, uh, change of some Brittany lyrics for a COVID song. Oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah. It was fun. We just, it was one and done just in and out real fast. Cause no one really wants to see it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like you do have to keep the Britney thing short. Like if you go too long, like I was doing a whole medley. Um, if Britney was giving Melania Trump advice on how to leave Donald only using Britney song lyrics. And I would like go through like so many of the song titles. And then I was like, I need to cut this in half. Like, it's just, we give them a taste. Like they don't need the whole. It's four courses. If you as like, if you think it's long, everyone else will think it's like 25 years too long. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Funny. Um, yeah. So I, with this whole free Britney thing, it feels like now it actually feels legitimate because there was a lot that came out about it. I feel like almost over a year ago where I think a lot of like the people that were for Britney's camp spoke out for her being like, you're not helping her by supporting this movement, but it does feel different right now. Do you think so? I think it does feel different because people are finally like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I, I only, I only think that that's true because of COVID because everyone has too much time to focus on literally everything. Yeah. Because people were, you know, there's always something else going on and everyone had their busy lives, but now it's, we only have the media. We only have social media. We only, everyone is now actually taking action for social justice. And I'm not saying that this is a social justice case. However, isn't it? I think it is at this point. This is so psychotic. No, the fact that you're in a conservatorship for this long and only gets $1,500 a week when she's one of the biggest celebrities of all time. And if she's not actually quote unquote mentally sound, which is the reason why, or had dementia quote unquote, which is the reason why she's in a conservatorship. Like one that has to be assessed by medical professionals and multiple Two, why is she allowed to go on tour and successfully have new albums and tours and function like an adult and yet, not be have any access to her own money and how it's spent and can only see her children when she asks 30 and 30% of the time and not use her phone and she can't date without permission. I mean, it's like, what? It, it's it's so crazy when you see it like written out. Yes. Like, and yes, that is exactly it. You're so right. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, this is not okay. <laughs> like, wow. No, this needs to be reassessed. Um, it made me happy, I guess, today. Her mom, um, I think she filed legal documents to be, like, included in the whole conversation and all that. I mean, I guess that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know about you, but, like, even because, like, I, you love her so much. I love her so much. I, when people were like, stop, like, par- like posting about her, stop making fun of her. I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like anytime I do like an impression, it's not to like make fun of her. It's to celebrate her because I like love her so much. Mm-hmm. But it made me like not want to post things about her because I was like, oh, is that like hurting the Britney movement? But I don't think it is now after like thinking more about it. I just, I... I think we are celebrating her if we're actually like doing impressions of her and like having a good time with it. You know, I, I mean, I, people do impressions of people all the time. It doesn't mean cause they're making fun of them. Yeah. They're huge yeah. celebrities. People do impressions of goop and of Jennifer Aniston. And you know, it's like, you just do, you just do impressions of famous people that it's not, it's not meant to be because you don't like someone. It's meant to be most times cause you love them. Yes. Owen That'll Wilson. be the day. Everyone does Owen Wilson. You know, there's, imp- I mean, yeah, I don't think impressions are used to make fun of people. Um, do you have a favorite like line of a Britney song or a Gaga song that you would like to close out this spot? I know this is like totally putting you on the spot, but do you have anything that you would like to say as like the New York Jew? Like if you could do a Britney line in your best Leah Lamar, just, um, Closing statement. Do you have anything? 
Um, I just want to say this. I want your love and I want your revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that meatballs? (laughs) That's the closest thing to Lady Gaga we've had on the podcast. Leah, thank you so much for being here. Are you guys here to do impressions or just say their favorite line? No, normally when I do this in person. So first of all, we have to do it again when we can actually see each other because there's always a bowl of meatballs waiting for you with like your favorite drink. And then there's lyrics on the table and I let you pick between like three different songs. And while I'm going through like other stuff for the podcast, you can look through and you pick a line and you do it in your best like Jersey accent or in your case, like wherever you're from like in your best, like twang. Wait, I'm so upset. I love meatballs so much and I'm devastated that I don't have meatballs. Um, (laughs) I just need balls in my mouth and I cannot believe I don't have them. No, actually that's one good thing about quarantine. I could use a few less balls in my mouth this year and I'm, I'm getting what I wished for. Um, (laughs) But wait, now let's go back. I want to just, I want to give you what you want, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, I loved that. I, 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 I mean, you gave me what I wanted. That's, that was perfect. Oh. Normally, again, it goes too long. Um, Great. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, just a quick little guy there. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, I have a funny little meatball tidbit. Um, I don't know if you listeners have ever watched the Jersey Shore TV show. Have you ever watched it, Leah? Queen, have I watched the Jersey Shore? <laughs> Do I know Snooky? Do I live? <laughs> For DJ Polly D, who I love, sweetheart Sammy. Oh my God. So, Sammy did um, Yeah. The, uh, you traumatized me, Sammy. I love her. Oh my gosh. Um, so, where I'm staying right now, it's very close to like the Jersey Shore house. And so, the other night, we decided to walk on the boardwalk to the store that they all like make them work at when they're there the Danny who owns the store happened to be there. So I ended up getting a poly D tank top made. And then I got a team meatballs tank top made and took a picture with Danny. And now we exchanged info and guys, we might have Danny from the Jersey shore, wow. their, their employer on the podcast. This <laughs> big thing are happening. Pretty good get girl. Congratulations. I'm Wait, Leah, do you want to know how he came up to talk to me though? And it, again, all roads lead back to Britney Spears. I had ordered a Britney Spears face max. So I was walking around the store with a million, I'm a slave for you VMA performance, Britney Spears, like pictures on my face mask. And he walked up and he was like, Oh my God, Britney Spears. That's amazing. And that's how we started oh, talking. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very... I just want to say I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm really just, you know, killing it. (laughs) I peaked probably in 2019. And this is, you know, this is my life now. Just, that's it. (laughs) Just, I'll be working at the t-shirt store on the Jersey Shore Boardwalk. That's where you'll find me, guys. L-O-L. Right. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, tell the meatballs where they can find you, where they can watch all the things that you're doing right now. Please let them know. Meet the balls. Uh, hello, meet the balls. I want to, I am, my brain just short circuited completely. So if you liked me up until this moment, congratulations. Now you're sitting with everyone else who hates me. Um, you can find me on the internet, on Instagram. That's what we say when we mean the internet. Instagram at Leah Lamar, L-E-A-H-L-A-M-A-R-R. You can find my podcast, Falling in Love with Leah Lamar, at Falling in Love Podcast or on iTunes and Spotify. And I set two single friends up on a date on the podcast and see if they fall in love. It's pretty crazy. I've got a couple virtual episodes that you'll find on YouTube if you prefer to watch it. Um, that's in quarantine. So, you know, it's a little different than us being in the studio, feeling the magic, but it's still wonderful. My show interconnected that we spoke about earlier isn't out yet. However, you should follow the IG to stay tuned for viewing details. It's got a banging cast. As we said, Dre DiMatteo from the Sopranos is on it. Chris Red, SNL. We've got like a bunch of guy wise. I mean, it's just the cast is super great. 
if you like good acting, great comedians, and um, people who've been nominated for Emmys, you might enjoy the show. And also, it's all over the world. So you'll get a little bit of everything. If you want to watch my web series, The Real Witches of West Hollywood, you can watch it on YouTube or go to our Instagram at Real Witches of WeHo. I want to stop talking. My Twitter's at Leah Lamar. My Venmo's at Leah Lamar. Just kidding. But it's actually not. Um, I'm actually not kidding. That's that's real. If you feel like you need to send me a Venmo because you're like, this girl needs a better therapist. Thank you. I agree with that. Um, this has been so much fun. You're the best. Oh, no, you're the best. Thank you. And I, I would talk to you for hours on end, but we both need to go to bed and like probably teach classes and shit tomorrow. So um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, Meatballs, thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing, rating and sharing with your friends. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe. Wear your freaking masks and do it. Do it for Leah. If you're not doing it for anyone else, do it for that. You know, yeah. Dude, it's your new crazy friend, Leah. <laughs> exactly. I love you guys. And I'm Jacqueline Marfuji. This is What's Your Jersey. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young. We're all on superstar.